Hey, welcome back. I'm Er, and in this episode, we are going to discuss the Dark Knight of the Soul. Now, I have made a video about this like nine months ago when I wasn't that serious with my YouTube channel. I mean, my content was serious, but it's it's not the best video. So you know, we're gonna make a new one because damn, a lot of people are in the Dark Knight of the Soul. Like, it's just a big oof, such a big oof that I think it needs some more explanation. Maybe not even just for the people that are in it, but for other people that have already gone through this and are now looking at those people and are like, damn, bro, chill. So let's go. Music by Flow. Check the description down below for more. I fucking snapped my neck in the wrong way. Anyway, I have an article here from my website, which you cannot see because my website's down, but um, I'll just follow this article and elaborate and just, we're just gonna talk like always. It's probably gonna be random anyway, but I'll follow this so we have an idea of where we're going, right? Now, when you talk about the dark night of the soul, you can make an endless list of symptoms. Like, to be fair, you can, you can just keep going, right? You can make 10 symptoms, you can make 20, you can make 100, it's up to you. But ain't nobody got that much time, so we'll just keep it at 9. This article has 9, so we'll just go with that. Now, I was just reading this before I started, just so I could refresh my mind. <laughs> and number 5 is kind of the start, so let's just start with 5 instead of number 1. Number 1, I wrote down, your interest, interest change rapidly, which is true. But then at number five, I was like, massive change in your worldview and beliefs. That's usually the catalyst for your Dark Knight of the Soul or something similar. So let's just start with that one. I told you it's going to be random. This is usually the catalyst for the Dark Knight of the Soul. Maybe I should have, should have put it on number one. Because you learn new things about yourself and the reality that you occupy. Your whole perspective on things changes radically. This will happen more than once because the Dark Knight is just the start of your journey. Sort of. It's a lot easier to digest all of this if you choose to be open-minded and just observe most of, if not all, that's happening. If you try to analyze and understand every single change in your perspective instantly, you will drain the mind and get a mental burnout. Just enjoy the fact that your mind is finally open. Now. The first part is quite obvious, right? You get some new information, something happens, which is the catalyst for you, for your mind, I should say, because you are not your mind, to open up. And that makes you aware of the fact that you are not what you thought you were, in most cases. Sometimes it's just about you already knew that you were not necessarily this body, and this awakening is more of a uh, a perspective change in reality, right? So you're like, oh, hmm. reality wasn't what I thought it was. But usually it's both. And to kind of explain a little bit why this is, I will explain the different bodies you use and planes when you are here. We're all talking about ascension, right? Many people are talking about ascension and 3D to 5D and all these buzzwords, me included. I mostly use the words because we use words, which is very limiting in itself. 
But basically what you come to do when you come as a soul into a human body to be a human, you come to transcend duality. Among other things, you do more, but that, if you want to know more about that, you can watch the video in the corner, one of the corners, if you're just listening, it's in the description, about what and why you are here and, and, and whatnot. Anyway, you have different planes. You have the physical plane, which is just where we are right now. I talked a bit about this in yesterday's episode as well. We're gonna discuss this more because this is exactly what we are doing. You have the physical plane, the body is here and everything, and here there's more matter, more particles, than light. Now then you have the emotional plane, which is one above that. It's not necessarily above or below because there's no hierarchy, but for us to explain, it's more of a hologram or a spiral and they're all connected to each other in a symbiotic relationship. What happens in one plane happens in all the planes. So you have the physical plane, which you are in the now moment, you're focused on this, this is what you see. And you have the emotional plane, which is where all your emotions reside, which you are there as well, but now it's physical body. You don't feel the emotions in the physical body. Well, you do sort of, but you have an emotional body as well, which is you, and which is in that emotional plane. Then you also have the mental plane, which is one above that, so to speak, because they're all connected, right? Which is another you in another body, which is also there, which is all connected to this. So you have the, the physical plane, the emotional plane, the mental plane, and then you have what we would call divine oneness. And don't take this all too harsh, right? It's to explain words, F words. Anyway, in divine oneness, you would be above duality. Because in these other planes, you have duality. But duality is not real. That's straight up an illusion. This is all an illusion, because it all happens in the head. We create this with the mind, but anyway. Duality in itself is even more of an illusion than the rest because it's basically like you have the energy here and it just slaps it in the middle. It like separates it, not actually because it's still connected, but you know what I mean. Like it puts a, it puts a line in between. So you have left, right, up, down, good, bad, dark, light. But in this, in the essence, that's all not real. There is no this or that. It's all the same fundamental energy. In these lower planes, there's duality because we needed this to learn. Now in this dark night of the soul, in this awakening, in this... In many of these stages you will realize that that illusion, the illusion of duality, that's the biggest thing that you get over. Because you go from the physical, many are very focused on the physical, you're very reactive, you're very much in the outer world looking around you and all these things. Most people abuse drugs or anything, you can get addicted to anything attachments and the whole list of, of, of things now when you go to the emotional plane there's less duality but there's still a lot of duality it's more light less matter but still you know it's still kind of in between then you have the mental plane which is even more light even less duality but it's still there and then you have divine oneness, whatever you want to name it, the quantum field, like just a level above that really, not really because there's no hierarchy, but you know what I mean. This is the state that you kind of tap into when you're meditating, when you calm the mind, when you step out of the mind, when you step into the deeper connection between everything, then you see there is no duality. 
you do that by going within because you will see that it's all connected and if you didn't have people like Zed, Zed Guru for example uh, he has a video where he talks about feeling one with everything and that's like he's tapping into that field because then there's no duality anymore because duality in itself is the illusion it's all connected so when you step into these planes and I explain it like this because I want you to understand what the fuck you're doing you feel me? And I'm gonna be very straight to the point because I always am. But even more so in the coming future. Because when we understand what we are doing, it's way easier to do it. You do all of these things all the time. You go through these planes, I mean you're always in all of these planes at the same time, but you, you feel me, right? This is why you are a multi-dimensional being. Because you are in multiple dimensions simultaneously. Not just these ones, there's way more, but that's, you know, we're here now. So, anyway, if you can understand what it is that you are doing, it is easier for you to consciously stare that. Because you do all of this subconsciously. Just like breathing. You don't have to think about that. But we all know that there are certain breathing exercises that give a lot of benefits because you figure out how breath works and how it interacts with the body and just consciously you can steer it and do something with it. This is the same way. So. That was the first kind of point. You're awakened because of things that change, massive change in world beliefs, world views. And then I went on a whole rant about planes again. But it's important. I'll just go to point number one now, where it says, your interest changes rapidly. It's kind of similar, but bear with me. When you're going through all of these changes in your life, your interests will change too. You're rediscovering parts of yourself that you've forgotten about. This means that you will also find out about a lot of interests you didn't know you had. It's not just that though. Oftentimes, you're trying to find something new and exciting and you keep trying things. This can be frustrating, because it might feel like you don't have your stuff together and need to stick with something. Our human mind really don't, doesn't. Like when we switch around a lot, the ego is always like, what the fuck are you doing? You're indecisive, this, that, and Anyway, we've always been told to stick with something and don't branch out. However, your soul is very diverse and wants to explore. Let it do that and you will be amazed with the results. What do I mean by this? Well, it's very simple. It's exactly as I put it down. When you are in this dark night of the soul phase, and this can happen in multiple phases in your awakening, by the way, and it will, but especially in the dark night of the soul, because your interests change so much. Not just your outer view, which we just discussed, but your view on yourself, your awareness of who you actually are. The fact that you are so much more than just the human, that you are a multidimensional being, that you have all of this experience from other lives or other things you've done as a soul you'll real rediscover that you are very skilled in many many things now sure there are certain things that you are better at than other things but you have a way broader skill set than you probably think you have now i will give an example in a second but first let yourself explore but be open about it for me, when I went to this years and years ago, <laughs> I also went to explore things. 
And if you would ask me now, do you have a hobby? Then I'd say no. Because I don't. Like, honestly, I don't know. I really don't really... Like, no. <laughs> I do whatever. I still do. But when you're in this dark night of the soul, it's kind of like you're looking for a new hobby or a new job or a new something. You want something. You're like, I don't like what I'm doing now. That's usually how it starts. You have certain hobbies or things that you're doing, whatever you want to name it. And you're like, nope, this is not it. So you try different things. <laughs> but you will see, and sometimes, right, you try something today. You invest in things. And this is where you need to pay attention. You invest in things because sometimes to start something new, you have to invest. And then the next day or the next week, you don't like it at all anymore. And it's not even just about not a little bit. No, you just went from, I don't like this. I love this. And now I fucking hate it. So, my advice. Don't invest weird amounts of money into new hobbies just because you think that's something you're gonna like because trust me you're gonna waste a lot of stuff just keep it simple it's good to explore and sure sometimes you'll have to buy something i don't know if you want to try to draw then you have to buy pencils or whatever like obviously you can buy something but some people and i did this too for a little bit will expand will spend like 50 or 100 euros into stuff it is ridiculous it's not that much money, but it's ridiculous because you will most likely change your your hobbies. And when you are in this phase, you are very indecisive. Very indecisive. Very impulsive. You're just exploring. So the advice with this little rant is that you should not... Well, you do whatever the hell you want, obviously. Don't just listen to me, but... From my experience, be chill with the, the expenses you make. Be chill with certain choices you make that are not as easily changed. Like, that are not really reversible. Like, these kinds of things. It's like people say you shouldn't make promises when you're happy, right? Because you're excited and you're full of ecstasy and whatnot. It's the same way in this phase. Just trust me, you will still want to do it. But you don't. Because afterwards you're just gonna like, damn, well I wasted this and that and that. And you didn't really waste anything. Because really, what you're doing in this phase is you're building... You're building a foundation. You're figuring out what it is that you like. And sometimes you try this one hobby for like a week. And then you stop and you're like, well that was a waste. And then months later you will figure out that it was not a waste. Because what you learned in that small little week or day or whatever was very valuable for you now. But still, keep it, keep it chill. Alright, let's go to the next point. Releasing of dormant energies. It's pretty obvious, things will resurface. You cannot escape yourself. Well, you can try, but you know, you're in the body, so... So it's better to just work things out when it's asking for your attention. Oftentimes we hold on to emotions and thoughts. These will eventually be stored in, the, in your body and create all kinds of irritations and sometimes even diseases. When you are in the dark night of the soul, a lot of these dormant energies will come up and ask for your attention. Take some time to ground yourself, meditate or something that fits your individual preferences. It's important to take the time and work it through. You cannot skip this step for it will return at a later moment in time. 
Now one little clarification here. I said they will store in the body, right? These energies if you don't work on them. This is not fully true. It is true. Because they are in the body. If you don't work them out, they'll get stagnant. But they don't actually store. They will keep moving. Even though most people always say they're stagnant and that's why they create issues. That is sort of true. You have chakras, right? Seven chakras. But they are not containers. They are centers of energy. But when you get these imbalances in there, it's not necessarily that the imbalance energy is in the chakra. The chakra is just its own energy center. So yes, that can get overstimulated or understimulated. If it's overstimulated, it is usually trying to compensate for something. So it's not always bad. Now, of course, you don't want to have an overstimulated chakra for long periods of time. But let's say that you uh, worked with a lot of energy mentally or something. I don't know. Maybe you got psychically attacked. Could be that the upper chakras would be overstimulated for a little bit to try and counter that. Or the other way around. Anyway, this is not about chakras. I'm just trying to say that yes, energies get stuck in your body. But they will keep moving. To some degree. The reason that you create issues out of this, quote unquote issues, it's all just experiences, is because you don't let them out. So they get in the body, right? They come in, they do whatever, and you hold on to them. So you're basically like, I your mind now, and they will still move, but you're not letting them back out into the earth. And that's what creates the issues. Now when you're in this phase, this dark night of the soul phase, and especially this, this phase, whatever. I mean, it, it all kind of happens uh, simultaneously, to be fair, but... Ah, take a sip, I'm talking a lot. So, when you're in this, just, just go with it, you know? Honestly. If you're gonna try to avoid yourself, you will go through hell, literally. Because you will, you will get a rope pulling competition with yourself. Obviously, you cannot escape yourself. You're always there until you die. Well, then still, but you know, you're in this body. So if you are gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna avoid this, how would you avoid this? Let's talk about that. Because you can't run away from yourself. So what do humans do to not be bothered by themselves, by their own? imbalances what do they do they turn to the outer world in any way you can get addicted to anything and why do we get addicted well there's many reasons for that but oftentimes addiction starts simple it doesn't always have to do with you avoiding something but in this case if you have a lot of unresolved energy inside people oftentimes turn to drugs or alcohol or anything else that makes them feel something that is not what they were feeling before because what they were feeling before shocked so they're like you know let me let me get something on the outside in me which is better than what I was feeling and thus they will mask the initial feelings of an imbalance and trigger uh, whatever it is obviously this usually starts small and simple with a uh, 
one glass of alcohol or I'll just go do this one thing once, whatever it is. And then it keeps building and building and building because of many reasons. But one example would be that if you do this the first time, you mask the imbalance and it's not it's not always an issue. Now, obviously it's not recommended, but you know we're all human. But if you do it again and again and again, that imbalance will only get worse. As in, it will get more out of balance, it will get stronger, and your higher self, your subconscious, whatever you want to name it, the part of you that's actually you, that cannot literally speak to you, speaks to you through your body. So I said here, sometimes even diseases, because it's your, your higher part of you is trying to talk to you through these feelings, these things in your body, these imbalances. To tell you that there is something you need to work out something is holding you from the perfect flow in your body but if you're not listening it will keep trying to get your attention so what do you think will happen if you have an imbalance you are trying to tell yourself that you have this through this feeling and you mask it with drugs or whatever it is so you put a damper on it what do you think you're gonna do? The other part of you, the real part of you that is giving you that message. It will send a louder message. And you mask it again. And it will get louder. And you mask it again and it will get louder. Because it's trying to tell you, yo, you need to work this out. And the longer you do this, and it's not about time, but right, the more this uh, accumulates, this is like a snowball effect. And eventually, you get diseases or actual blockages in physical activity or things or mental blockages or your spiritual gifts to name it like that your intuition things like that will get dampened because if you do things that uh, put you out of balance there are certain gifts and things we can do with the body that would also be affected by this so your guides will be like okay well you're gonna get less access to that because you will otherwise hurt yourself and others so this this will this is like again it starts really small but it starts to snowball 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 and eventually it's like a fucking avalanche and you know you feel lost so i could rant about this for hours about releasing energy and everything but that's not gonna do any good my advice is to sit with yourself and you know give yourself the time and the, the 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 space to feel bad it's okay you know i still have bad days at times sometimes i feel like absolute dog shit and i'm just like well none of them days that's usually how it goes and then sometimes i do get annoyed not necessarily isn't triggered and stuff but i'm just like oh what a day man but that's normal we're human we're going through all kinds of stuff. So allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. And I'm not saying you can't do things for entertainment. You can't use a joint every now and then or drink a, a beer or whatever you like to do. But keep it balanced. And most of all, the most important thing, and that's the only, the only piece of advice that I would hope you actually take away from this. Don't do these things to mask your current feelings. If you do not do that, you'll be fine. 
if you do these things like drugs to mask what you were feeling before you did the drugs that is when you create all of these imbalances because that's avoidance you're numbing yourself down because you don't like what you were feeling that's going to create a lot of imbalances if you don't do that but you allow yourself to feel what it is you're feeling go through it in your own natural energy you'll be fine you will be you know you got this come on so number three resurfacing of old patterns and cycles now this one is kind of similar to what we just talked about but that was more internal This one seems similar to number two, but it's slightly different as I wanted to elaborate a bit more. Instead of emotions and other dormant energy, this is more about people and events that return. Things that you've had to deal with more than once, but didn't. You know what's best for you. But just like with number two, you cannot escape this. Lessons need to be learned before you can move on to the next one. So again, take time and action that is best for you to work through this so that you can just move on. What am I talking about? Talking about relationships in life. With anything. Not just a dating relationship, no. Just friendships, people, acquaintances, just anything. Really. This has to do with the point we just discussed with dormant energies. Because usually we create certain situations with people because of unresolved energy within. But, not always. Sometimes it's the other way around. There's certain situations in our lives. Well, it's not really true what I'm saying now, but to explain. It always starts within, really. So that's kind of a stupid explanation. Okay. Skip that. <laughs> that was not going in the right way, so we're not going to talk about that. Let's say that you are... Like, these work together. The point I just discussed with the energies, energies inside you need to work out. And then the patterns in your life. They have kind of a symbiotic relationship. You do one and the other one will be reflected. However, you can work against yourself by only doing one of the two. How will this manifest? Let's say you have a job. You don't like it. Well, you do kind of like the job, but you don't like the manager. The manager is just a dickhead. Your colleagues are kind of fine, but there's one colleague. Oh, this colleague is... You could murder them. You wouldn't, but you could, right? Just, I'm going to be very exaggerated right now. <laughs> So let's say you, you don't look at why you see these people this way. You don't look at why your manager is being a dickhead and you don't look at why you could murder this one colleague. The rest is all fine. You like the job, you like the other colleagues, but these two, oh, you could just explode at any moment. So instead of looking within and instead of looking at why these patterns are there, you're like, you know what, fuck this. I'm just gonna go away. I'm gonna resign. I'm not gonna go to this job anymore. I'm gonna move to another city, maybe even another country, and I'm gonna start over again. You're quite literally starting over when you do that, and not in a good way. Now obviously I'm not saying you can never remove yourself from a situation and go somewhere else. If you thought about why this is, why these certain people did this to you and the other way around, then it's good. But if you do not figure out why you feel these things, you do this as avoidance, then this whole cycle that you just try to escape and avoid will definitely happen again. 
Sometimes it happens very quickly. Sometimes it takes a bit. But we cannot skip these cycles because we place them there. They are there because of you. Nothing happens to you. It all happens for you. However, we like to call them lessons. They're not even lessons. They are experiences. But we call them lessons because it gives us some sort of like, oh, I now feel good about it because I've made my lesson. Oh, it's just an experience. It doesn't even mean anything. Literally, it does not mean anything. Because everything, and I mean everything in this life, is neutral. There is no good or bad. There is no right or wrong. There is, that's not real. It's all to experience, to gain knowledge, so that we can create more. So we like to call them lessons. So it kind of gives us some sort of gratification and whatnot as to why we did or did not make the lesson. But if you see it as an experience, then you only have to ask yourself, just the same as with the lesson, what did you learn? What experience did you gain? If you cannot answer that question, you will go through it again. Because you decided to make that experience in order to experience. But if you tell yourself, I did not experience very much, I didn't learn very much, I didn't gain very much, then you're gonna tell yourself, well, okay, then you're going again. You don't consciously tell yourself that, but that is what happens. And thus, you go through it again. And it doesn't matter how big the lesson is or the experience. It, if you gained something, that is why it was there. Again, another thing I could ramble on for hours. But I'm seeing that I've already been going for 29 minutes. And we have three more, four more. So, oh, we have, we've got a lot more to go, actually. Well, anyway. Number four. You prefer to be alone. When you're going through all of this, usually you want lots of alone time to reflect and recharge. This might not always be the case. But it's usually the best way to take care of yourself. If you're not alone, you're not dealing with your own energy and you're also dealing, you're also dealing with the energies of the things and life forms that surround you. So my advice here is to embrace the solitude and make the best of it, even though it's not always what you want. You need to learn to be able to sit with yourself without creating inner conflict. I don't have to talk about this too much because we kind of touched on this earlier you want to be alone because you, well, you probably don't want to, but <laughs> not in the beginning at least, if you're not used to being alone. But you want to because only when you are fully alone, you are fully in your own energy. You are fully experiencing you, which is also why you don't want to avoid your feelings with things like drugs or other outer stimuli, because you will not be in your own energy. Everything is energy. So if you cloud it with anything, you're not in your own energy. Now, I'm not saying you can't do anything, you have to sit there like a hermit and, you know, <laughs> give up everything. No, look at what's fine for you. We're all different. We're all the same, but we're also all different. We're all different expressions of the same energy. So what works for me doesn't necessarily also work for you. However, you can take what you see that works for someone else if it resonates and kind of give your own twist to it and then use that but solitude is 
if anything, practice solitude because you will you will get to know yourself. And like I said, not always gonna be fun, especially if you don't know who you are. But it's very very important to sit there, feel what you're feeling, go through it. I'm not gonna repeat all of that we discussed. Now number five, we already discussed at the beginning. Massive changes in your worldview and beliefs. Number six, a feeling of sitting in the waiting room. Now this one is kind of funny, but at some point or multiple, it may feel like you are waiting for something. You know you are ready, but nothing happens. It can be very frustrating because we oftentimes get very impatient. I really can't describe it in much more detail than the feeling of waiting on something. You don't really know what you're waiting for though. You just know, you just know that you're waiting. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything in this period of time. Just trust that your next chapter will be open soon enough. In the meantime, just focus on something else. The fuck do I mean by this? Well, it's quite simple, you're waiting. And if you have gone through this or are going through this, you know exactly what I'm talking about simply by saying this. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you might in the future. Everybody goes through this. Some people just describe it differently. You could also describe it as being in an elevator and you can feel that the elevator is going up. There is not necessarily an end floor, but you feel that's going up. You feel you're still moving. However, you're waiting at the same time. You know you did what you had to do in order to improve, but nothing happens. So it can be very frustrating because you're like, bro, what the fuck, man, I've been doing this and that, I've been working so hard, and look at me. And then your guides be like, yeah, I know. And you'll be like, so? But you don't get a response. Oftentimes it's really, really, really silent in this period. It's like your guides aren't there. They are sort of there, you know that, but ain't nobody gonna say anything to you. Except for giving you the feeling that it's okay, but you're waiting. So, not gonna digress on this. It's, it just is what it is. My advice, <laughs> just wait. Still human, you're gonna live life still, but it's it's just a, it's about timing, about being in the right place at the right time. Uh, oftentimes it has to do with you energetically changing things in the emotional and the mental plane which is kind of looking for the vibrational match in the physical plane and it just takes some time for the momentum to gain or lessen depends on what what it is sometimes you're breaking something down so the momentum has to get run out and other times you're building something so you're building momentum and then it has to manifest in the physical so number seven you become more sensitive being more sensitive isn't always fun Especially with so much negativity in this world, but it's part of your journey. Our bodies are basically antennas. You can transmit and receive. When you're undergoing all of these massive changes, your antenna is being tuned in a different way. Thus, you start to pick up on things you normally didn't, and this makes you very sensitive. The reason you are so sensitive is because you don't know what you're dealing with. Quite literally. Over time, you learn to adapt yourself to these new abilities, or newly available available frequencies and thus the sensitivity will be by choice instead of forced it's not forced but learn to tune into yourself and change your alchemy to whatever you need it to be this one is quite simple too when we raise our frequency 
uh, when we clear space inside, when we work out shadows, when we work out imbalances, there's more room for other things to come in. And oftentimes, you will feel things you haven't felt before, or the things that you normally felt, you feel stronger now. So this can be a little trippy, and it can actually be not annoying, but like, it can be tiring, because you feel so much, but you don't really know what to do with it. So in a way, you are adjusting. Most cases, it's just about adjusting and integrating, and it will like kind of automatically, uh, you'll get used to it, right? good example would be that you sometimes have this big awakening to something and you feel all of these new things you're like oh my god life's so amazing and isn't that you it's like you did ecstasy actually you're just very happy that doesn't stay around forever not because you lower your frequency no it's just because it just opened up and because you just felt all of these new things you're very excited but then like let's say that you jumped frequency for a bit right then your, your average frequency will go up to that level so it doesn't feel it still feels really good and ecstatic but you're kind of getting used to it it becomes your baseline and in that little period from the jump to becoming baseline becoming your average normal way of being in that little period you usually have things of overstimuli or drainage of energy or just overwhelmed all of these things and you need to just relax take extra time for yourself and again allow yourself to feel you can mentally steer these things right you're not a slave to what you're feeling many people think that but you're not you are the boss that's why i said at the end here learn to tune into yourself and change your alchemy to whatever you want it to be or need it to be this is not about avoiding feelings, no, it's about being the master of your own vessel, your physical vessel. You're the one controlling it. So you can feel it and let it go, let it flow. If something is too intense, you can make it less intense. It's not that you're avoiding it or that you're pushing it away, no, you are just... This is kind of... I don't really want to go into much too depth on this because we're already at 40 minutes, but you can steer this, alright? <laughs> Just believe that you can. We have two more points and uh, then we're done. I hope this helps people. I don't know. I think it will. Um, number eight. You see the matrix. After number seven, this point make, must make sense to you immediately, I would hope. You now see things you normally didn't. Wait, why did I say that? Oh, alright. This includes the physical world, but not just the physical. We live in a matrix, quote-unquote, and when your senses sharpen, you start to see this. You might even feel trapped by it at times. Know that you can step out of this trap, and you don't have to be part of it. You can create your own matrix, quote-unquote, that's filled with things you'd like instead, that you'd like in there instead of mainstream that forces things you don't want. I'm not saying you need to ditch the 3D world, just observe it. The fuck do I mean by this? <laughs> when I say matrix, I'm not talking about a computerized simulation. I'm talking about the mainstream reality. The collective reality. 
which feels very much like a robotic system. That's what I mean, you will see when you tap more into your uh, energetic side and see the patterns and things, which I, you become more sensitive, which I just said in the shadow. That's why you start to see these things. You start to see that the media and all of these things, that there are certain patterns to the behavior of them. There are certain patterns to the behavior of people. There are certain patterns to nature, which is not the matrix, but you see what I mean, right? Through observation, you can see these things. But why do I say create your own matrix? Because you can do that. You can get two people, well, there's four people, but you can get people in the same room, show them a video or whatever, and ask both of those people to tell what they saw, how they perceived it. Let's take three people. One of them would most likely see more positive. One of them would probably be quite neutral. And one of them would probably see more negative. Now obviously that would be very coincidental. Because there's only three people and there's three choices and then whatever. But you get the point. It doesn't matter because it's all neutral. You decide if something is positive or negative. What's positive for me might be negative to you. It's all relative. So instead of you being a slave to this matrix that is being put out there, the media that's trying to condition people to think a certain way, movies, all of these things, you can enjoy that, but you don't have to say like, that's me, I identify with this, I do this, I do that. No, just be in your own space. Create your own life that you would like to have place things in your day-to-day -day that you enjoy that make you happy if the news doesn't make you happy then why the fuck do you watch it honestly instead of bitching about all these things that you don't like just don't do them i know with some things you can't just ditch them but with like watching the news and all of these things you don't need this at all you can watch it you can observe just one example of the news because everybody pretty much watches the news or has television or this or that most of these things that we have in our lives that we are complaining about they are only there because we keep them there but instead of looking with a positive view or neutral and actually doing something about it we'd rather bitch about it and just keep drama there and then we kind of create attachments I'll drop it here because otherwise I'm really going to rant <laughs> and we're not gonna do that in this video so here's the last point at 42 minutes knowledge becomes more important to you because so many things are happening to you physically and mentally you get the thirst to find out why you want to know stuff knowledge becomes important for if you have the knowledge you know what to do Things that you normally didn't care about are now on the top of your list and other things that used to be on top might even be off the list. Embrace this newfound curiosity and see where it takes you. If you let the information flow, you can grow very fast. So that kind of makes sense, right? After everything, I don't really have to explain this too much. I'm not even going to. You should know this by now. If you've watched the full 44 minutes, I don't have to explain point 0.9. You know, because otherwise you wouldn't be watching anymore right now. 
So that's it for this video. It was a long one, I know, and I kind of fucking ended abruptly here, but that's usually how it goes. Hope you have a good day, and we'll see you in the next one.